Have angry outbursts and even violent behavior become the norm in your home? Is your child easily angered over every little thing? Are you at a loss for how to help your child overcome angry reactions and learn to respond to people and situations with self-control? Well, then we are so glad you're joining us for today's episode. I'm your host, Katie Morgan, and welcome to Parenting with Ginger Hubbard. Ginger is the best-selling author of Don't Make Me Count to Three, Wise Words for Moms, and I Can't Believe You Just Said That. She speaks at women's events, parenting conferences, and homeschool conventions across the country. You can check out her parenting resources and find out when she's speaking in or near your area at gingerhubbard.com. If you enjoy this podcast and are interested in Ginger's resources on biblical parenting, we would love for you to purchase them through Ginger's website. We know that ordering through other retailers is quick and easy, but when you order directly from us at gingerhubbard.com, we receive the bulk of that revenue, which just helps to support our ministry and this podcast. And stay tuned until the end of this episode to receive a discount code on your purchase. Thank you so much, listeners, for your support. Whether you're purchasing Ginger's resources at gingerhubbard.com or making monthly or one-time donations, your support enables us to further our mission to help parents reach the hearts of their children for the glory of God. Long before my husband and I had kids of our own, I knew I wanted to be a homeschooling mom. But when my oldest was ready to start kindergarten, I had just had our third child, who we affectionately referred to as the baby monster. Homeschooling didn't seem possible with a kindergartner, a toddler, and a baby monster. I was so thankful that a friend introduced me to BJU Press. Their all-in-one curriculum resources gave me the confidence to homeschool at a time when it didn't seem possible. Their video lessons that, by the way, are engaging and taught by experienced teachers, those videos were a time and a sanity saver for me. Best of all, their K-5 through grade 12 all-in-one curriculum options are rooted in a solid biblical worldview. To learn more about BJU Press, go to BJUPressHomeschool.com and see what they have to offer. You'll find their parent-led resources as well as independent learning materials at BJUPressHomeschool.com. And tell them the baby monster sent you. Well, hey there, Ginger. Last week, we talked about the heart of anger, which was all about helping us to examine our own hearts so that we can root out any forms of anger that might be covert or even socially acceptable. And several episodes back, I think that was um, episode 96, we talked about when parents are angry. Ginger, in that episode, you offered biblical practical help for how parents can overcome angry feelings and reactions in order to respond to our families and our loved ones with kindness and self-control. So today, I'm excited to learn how we can help our children overcome their struggles with anger. You know, with a society that puts so much emphasis on the feelings of children, their self-esteem and their freedom to express themselves, it would seem that children would not be so consumed with anger these days. But we're witnessing more and more children with all sorts of anger-related problems, leaving parents to wonder how they lost control, what went wrong, and why their children are so bitter, stubborn, and rebellious. 
So Ginger, what do you think is the root of all this anger that we see in children today? These feelings and behaviors, Katie, are full-blown results of a seed of anger that was nurtured and allowed to grow rather than weeded out. So our Mm. goal as parents is to help our children identify those seeds of anger and weed them out before they take root and grow. Because anger that's left unchecked and not handled biblically will begin to mature. And as it matures, it's going to express itself more consistently and establish a bondage, a bondage that will slowly enslave our children. So I want to offer some practical ways that we can help children who are struggling with anger. But as always, our first goal is to help our children get to the heart of and take ownership for sinful anger so that they recognize their need for Jesus. There are so many reasons children might struggle with anger, really too many to even list in one episode, but all too often their anger is parent-provoked. So I'd like for us to take just a little bit of time and look at three ways parents might be unintentionally provoking their children to anger, and then we'll go into some practical ways that we can help our children uh, overcome angry feelings and angry reactions. So one way that parents might be unintentionally provoking their children to anger is by modeling sinful anger. Parents are wise to evaluate whether or not they are modeling sinful anger through their own words and actions. As parents, we're responsible for teaching and training our children, and so much of that is through our example. Luke 640 says, when the student is fully trained, he will be like his teacher. So what is the example we're setting? Mm. Ginger, you know, we've heard from many listeners who have humbly admitted that this is likely the culprit or at least some of the issue behind their kids' struggle with anger. But modeling behavior is one of the most effective tools we have to teach our children, either for better or for worse. And this is what is so beautiful and humbling about the life of Jesus. He would have been perfectly just and right to remain in heaven and continue to instruct us in the ways we should live in the same way he had for thousands of years. But he chose instead to humble himself, come to earth as a helpless baby and model the way that he wanted us to live. So he both instructed through the law and then he modeled through the life and sacrificial death of Jesus. So modeling sinful anger ourselves is one of the ways we can provoke our children to anger. Ginger, what is the second way parents might be provoking their children to anger? When they scold. Scolding is an angry response that stirs anger in the hearts of children. We're told in Proverbs 15, 1, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. And the kind of anger scolding stirs in our children is one that causes them to resent rather than repent. We're ready to reprove our children biblically when we can speak to them in a normal tone of voice and with carefully measured words. So mom or dad, if you struggle to respond in a gentle and loving way when your children mess up, please go back and listen to episode 19, where Katie and I talked about the dangers of scolding and offered a practical, self-controlled, loving plan for reproving children biblically. Okay, Ginger, I want to repeat what you just said. We are ready to reprove our children biblically when we can speak to them in a normal tone of voice and with carefully measured words. This is so crucial. So scolding is the second response that will likely stir up anger in our children. Ginger, what's the third way parents might be provoking their children to anger? By being inconsistent with discipline. 
Just think about how confusing and exasperating it is for little Emily. If one day she's allowed to pull all of the pots and pans out of the kitchen cabinet and play with them, but the next day she's disciplined for it. When discipline is based on the ever-changing mood of the parent instead of the child's disobedience to clear commands, anger will be the result. A secure, anger-free child is a child who knows her boundaries and is consistently corrected when she oversteps those boundaries. Paul warned parents to not provoke their children to anger in Ephesians 6, 4. That verse says, fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. This verse contradicts those who would have us to believe that biblical discipline leads to uh, anger in children. In this verse, Mm. we learn from Paul that in order to avoid provoking our children to anger, we must bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. And part of this training and instructing involves loving, gentle, and consistent biblical discipline. King Solomon, who was known as the wisest man on earth, confirmed in Proverbs 29, 15, that a rod and a reprimand impart wisdom, but a child left undisciplined disgraces his mother. And Ginger, we've gotten comments from parents who are concerned that their biblical discipline is actually provoking their children to anger, that they're learning to model anger through the act of discipline. But you've just read, exasperation comes from lack of training and instruction. And biblical training and instruction includes, but is not limited to, discipline. That is crucial for our listeners to hear, Ginger, because there is so much confusion out there right now about whether or not we should discipline our children at all. Uh, But the Bible makes it really clear that it is a lack of discipline or lack of consistent discipline that leads to anger in our children, not the presence Mm, of it. That's right. And just to be clear, harsh and angry discipline will provoke anger in children. Worldly discipline will, but gentle and loving discipline, biblical discipline will not. In fact, it does just the opposite. It produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Can I make one caveat there? That may not happen the first hundred times. Right. Like they won't go, wow, mom, that was such a peaceful interaction we just had. (laughs) Even though you had a measured tone of voice, they might still act out in anger. So we're not saying this is an immediate effect, but over time, over the consistent act of loving discipline, they will eventually, you know, you will reap that harvest if you do not Mm, give up. That's right. Another form of inconsistency, Katie, is when parents are not on the same page in disciplining their children. And we get a Mm. lot of listeners uh, email us about that as well. Not only can parents not being on the same page stir anger in their hearts, but it also causes insecurity. If you or your Mm. spouse have completely different opinions and practices when it comes to disciplining your children and you aren't sure of how you could ever come to an agreement on your methods, Katie and I do have an upcoming episode entitled When Parents Are Not on the Same Page. So please stay tuned if that is something that you're dealing with in your marriage and in your parenting. Even if one spouse is a believer and the other is not, Um, that's going to be a really helpful episode for bringing unity in your parenting, which will create comfort and security in your children and bring harmony to your marriage relationship, at least as it pertains to child training. So the example we set, scolding, 
being inconsistent with discipline. Those are a few factors that might be contributing to a child's struggle with anger. Listeners, we actually did a whole episode on the importance of being consistent with discipline and gave lots of examples and practical advice, which it's actually been one of our most popular episodes. So if that is a struggle for you, please go back and listen to that one. It was episode number three entitled Being Consistent with Discipline. Right. And again, uh, these are just a few factors that might be contributing to anger in children, but there are many other ways parents might be unintentionally, unknowingly provoking their children to anger, such as lack of marital harmony, uh, maintaining a child-centered home, being legalistic, not admitting or asking forgiveness when wrong, or when uh, the parent is constantly finding fault in their children rather than maintaining a balance of praise, encouragement, and rebuke. So parents do well to consider ways they could be provoking their children to anger. And I think many parents could be hesitant to correct, rebuke, and train their children because they themselves are so weak in this area of sinful anger. So, Ginger, whether the anger is parent-provoked or not, and because there are instances where the child may be stirred to anger without the parent being the one to provoke Mm -hmm. that— But how can parents help children who are struggling with anger? Well, first, we need to understand that anger is a God-given emotion. It's not always sinful. The Bible does not say, do not become angry. It says, in your anger, do not sin. That's Ephesians 4.26. Anger becomes sinful when it dwells within the heart and when it outwardly attacks someone. It's important that children recognize their anger and learn how to respond without sinning, or if they've already sinned in their anger, to learn to seek forgiveness and help from Jesus. So when children demonstrate anger, I want to encourage parents to do five things. First, ask heart-probing questions. Rather than simply asking, why are you so angry? Ask more thought-provoking questions, such as, What were you feeling when you hit your sister? Or what happened that caused you to become angry? These type questions help to move beyond behavior and words by getting to the heart of the matter. If the child is angry because sister took his toy, you might say something like, I understand that you're angry, but did hitting your sister make things right? Did that make things better or worse? Does hitting your sister show love for her and honor God? Second, we want to take them to the Word of God and read with them what he has to say about anger. Now, of course, there are lots of verses about anger, such as Ephesians 4.26, which says, In your anger do not sin, and James 1.20, which tells us that human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Another good one is Proverbs 29.11, which contrasts the foolish and the wise. That verse says, Fools give full vent to their rage, but the wise bring calm in the end. Those are great verses to read and discuss with our children, and there are many, many more on the topic. Uh, but it's it's not our word, but God's word that penetrates their hearts and brings conviction. So, Ginger, what is the third way parents can help angry children? Discuss an inward alternative to sinful anger. Teach them how to take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. Uh, This is the same advice we gave parents who struggle with anger a couple of months ago on episode 96 when uh, when parents are angry. Uh, Because what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Or to sound just a little more spiritual, God's word is just as true and applicable for children as it is for parents. So read 2 Corinthians 10, 5 with your child who is struggling with anger. And you might just say something like, sweetheart, I get angry sometimes too. 
So I asked Jesus to help me to take my angry thoughts captive and to make them obedient to Christ. And when I do that, he helps me to respond in ways that honor him by showing love for others, even when they don't deserve that love. And what's so wonderful is that when I obey him, he puts joy in my heart and he promises to do that same thing for you if you ask him. And then be specific about what it means to take thoughts captive and make them obedient to Christ. Give them a visual of a cowboy lassoing a wild, out-of-control calf. We actually shared that illustration. We got it from our friend Chris a couple of months ago. It's a wonderful visual for children to help them grasp the concept of taking thoughts captive. Talk to them about how a cowboy hones in on the target and quickly takes it captive by wrestling it to the ground and tying its legs together so that it can't escape, and then liken that to how they can quickly take those angry thoughts captive and make them obedient to Christ. So you might say, sweetheart, as soon as you had angry thoughts about hitting your sister, it would have been wise to take those thoughts captive before they resulted in hurting your sister. The Bible says that we are to do nothing out of selfish ambition, but to consider others better than ourselves. That's the kind of thinking that is obedient to Christ. And then encourage your child to turn to Jesus. Honey, let's talk to Jesus about your anger. Let's ask for his forgiveness and help. And just a word of advice here, because I've dealt with very small children who can have these issues. The time to have these conversations is not right after they've had a full-blown rage. Uh, this this needs to happen. These conversations happen in calm moments. They happen mm-hmm. before bed when we're praying with them. They happen when we wake up in the morning when when things are in a good place. You don't wait until things are a total catastrophe before you start having these heart probing conversations with your kids. That's right. They really need to take place when you're not in the heat of the moment of right. anger. So exactly. later that that evening, honey, remember this morning when this happened. Let, let's talk about that at once the kid has calmed down. So yeah, that's that's a good point, Katie. And I say that because we've gotten a lot of emails from listeners who've said, I try to have these conversations in my child. It escalates it even more, which I can completely Mm, understand understand. if Mm -hmm. they're already there. Yeah. So heart probing questions, taking our kids to God's word and helping them take every thought captive. Ginger, what's the fourth way parents can help their children? Discuss an outward alternative to sinful anger. Taking captive every thought and making it obedient to Christ results in putting off sinful reactions to sinful thoughts and putting on the righteousness of Christ in actions. So you might ask, sweetheart, rather than hitting your sister, what would have been a more loving, self-controlled response? And, you know, you may have to make suggestions for them if they can't come up with something, something like, um, When your sister grabbed your toy without asking, perhaps you could have calmly asked her to return it. And if she refused to do the right thing, then you could have come and asked for my help. This is just another example of how God's Word is a practical instruction manual. It provides us with everything we need for life and godliness, including how to resolve conflict without anger. But one of the challenges as a parent is being able to find God's specific instructions in accordance with the struggles our kids are having in the heat of that moment. So kids, excuse me for an hour while I go research scripture for how to deal with this particular problem. (laughs) That's why I like to encourage parents 
to get your wise words for mom's chart, Ginger, because all the homework has already been done. And it only takes a few seconds to find the behavior and the steps to address it from a heart-oriented biblical perspective, which keeps us, the parents, from responding to our children's struggles with anger. Sibling conflict often triggers anger in children. So parents can go straight to the conflict resolution column of the chart for heart probing questions versus about what to put off and what to put on in accordance with scripture. When parents keep this chart handy, they're able to quickly take the child to Matthew chapter 18 and teach their children how to put off angry reactions and put on the righteousness of Christ in the midst of a conflict. Verse 15 says, If your brother or sister sins, go and point out their fault just between the two of you. If they listen to you, you have won them over. So they learn that punching their sister in the face and yelling at her and even tattling are angry responses that need to be put off and replaced with calm communication instead. But Katie, let's be realistic. What if the child does calmly ask for the toy back? And the sibling does not do the right thing and give it back, which, let's just face it, is highly likely because well, we are— Well, then they can punch them. <laughs> then, it, then it's fine. <laughs> okay. She is just kidding. We may have to edit that. We might get some complaints, Katie. I don't no know. No hate mail, please. I'm totally oh, no, kidding. She's totally joking. All right. So, But that's where asking for help from mom or dad comes into play instead of giving full vent to their anger. That very next verse in Matthew, verse 16, says, if they will not listen— take one or two others along. In other right. words, uh, that's when it's time to go get some help. I, exactly. I know we got off on a bit of a tangent here, but I just wanted to use the example you gave to show how very helpful your Wise Words for Mom chart is for parents. It enables them to quickly identify passages of scripture as they pertain to the specific struggles their children are facing. And then even in other moments, like we talked about in the moments when we're not in the midst of conflict, it's helpful in the conflict and it's helpful outside the conflict as well. Um, Ginger has 22 different struggles listed in alphabetical order. And listeners, if you stay tuned until the end of our show, I'll tell you how you can get a discount on the charts while also supporting our ministry and our podcast at the same time. Yes, which we greatly appreciate. Now, I do realize that this example was anger triggered by sibling conflict, but no matter who or what situation is the focus of their anger, it's the same biblical principles, mm -hmm. heart probing questions, what to put off and what to put on. Let's say that the child is angry because dad told him it's time to stop playing and to come to the table for dinner. We've talked before about ways to prevent exasperating our children, and one of them is to give kids a five-minute warning before any sort of change occurs. So let's say that dad did give the child a five-minute warning, but the child doesn't want to come to the table for dinner. He wants to keep playing. So in his anger, he yells, no, or worse, he throws the toy at dad. Same steps. In this case, you would go to the disobeying column on the chart. For heart-probing questions in this situation, you might ask something along the lines of, uh, sweetheart, are you angry because you don't want to do what I told you to do? Are you angry because you aren't getting your way? Colossians 3.20 says, children, obey your parents in everything because this pleases the Lord. I understand that you're angry, honey, because you want to keep playing, but are you obeying or are you disobeying? And just that simple question helps them to take ownership of the sin in their hearts, which helps them to recognize their need for Jesus. And that is our ultimate goal as parents, to point them to Christ. The Bible clearly instructs children to put off disobedience and to put on obedience. And when they don't, uh, regardless of 
what this messed up world says, the Bible clearly instructs parents to lovingly and calmly administer discipline in order to train their children in the wisdom and instruction of the Lord, which brings life and peace and blessings. And as always, we want to encourage them to go to Jesus for help. Honey, when you're angry about not getting your own way and you don't want to obey mom and dad, you can talk to God and ask for his help. Now, I know some of you are wanting to ask because this is a common question we get. When kids are angry and directly disobey, what's the order of things? Do we talk first and discipline after or vice versa? Well, you know, there's really no right or wrong answer to that. Every child is different, and that's why God gives parents discernment. One child may do better with discipline first and having a little uh, time to calm down before praying and, and talking through things, while another child might do better the other way around. So we have to study our kids and ask God for wisdom. I mean, obviously, if they're so out of control that they're screaming and throwing things and, and uh and, and their eyes are glazed over and, and they you can tell that they're not even able to comprehend what you're saying, mm-hmm. that is the time that they're going to need a little bit of time to calm down. And that's right. okay. Give them as long as they need and then come back to that training. There's going to yeah. be other times that they are angry, but you still can tell that it's the right time to talk through things in that moment. So again, God gives you that discernment. Um, so pray and ask him to give you wisdom as to when you address it in the heat of the moment and when the child needs a little time to calm down. There's just no right or wrong answer there. That's such a good point. A child in a full-blown rage is not going to hear. They're they're in fight or flight. They're in a totally different lobe of their brain. <laughs> they're not going to be able to process. <laughs> yep. But I've seen in my own children, there are moments where I sense the rage just <laughs> simmering mm-hmm. and the right question at the right time can actually undo. And you can almost see it come over them. It can undo that anger and really put the focus back on what's in their own hearts mm-hmm. and they're able to identify it. So I know some of the parents with young kids and toddlers, especially who are biting and kicking, you know, asking heart probing questions is just not something you're even considering in that moment. So right. that's why we talked about doing doing it in in joyful moments with kids who have that tendency, but there are others who are truly angry when it is the right time in the midst of that to ask those heart probing questions. Mm -hmm. Yep. And keep in mind that not all offenses require the same kind of discipline. It takes so much wisdom and help from the Holy Spirit. I think especially as our kids get older, when our kids struggle with lust, greed, covetousness, envy, et cetera, My husband and I don't necessarily jump to punitive discipline because of the shame and secrecy often associated with those particular sins. However, when that sin is coupled with disobedience, for example, we discipline the disobedience the same way we always do. I hope hope that makes sense. I'm being vague on purpose and for obvious reasons. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's hard enough on my kids when they mess up, so I don't want to pile on by broadcasting it to everyone within earshot. Unless, of course, I have their permission, which I have on occasion. Uh, So, Ginger, just to recap, we help our children get to the heart of their anger by asking heart-probing questions at whatever point in time we we decide that's necessary. Uh, We teach them to take their angry thoughts captive and make them obedient to Christ by turning to God for help. And we discuss the biblical alternative to anger by taking them to the word of God for putting off sinful reactions to anger and putting on the righteousness of Christ. So Ginger, what is the fifth and final thing parents can do to help their children with anger? 
Fifth, have the child practice the biblical alternative. Don't just talk about what he could have done. Have him actually go back and do it. And again, Mm. sometimes that can be in the heat of the moment, and sometimes some time needs to go by for them to calm down and then come back and have them practice that biblical alternative. But children learn by doing. When they put that head knowledge into practice, it actually becomes part of their lives. That training is going to stick better when they learn how to use it in a hands-on situation. So be willing to role play with your children when they respond in anger. Be willing to reenact uh, situations with them. And if they need some time, again, to calm down first, that's fine. And then guide them through that right response to sinful anger. And keep in mind, when children are learning how to communicate and respond with self-control instead of anger, you may need to demonstrate appropriate words and tone of voice. (laughs) It's okay to have your children repeat your words in order for them to understand how self-controlled, anger-free responses look and sound. So be willing to model and set the right example for them. That's what parenting is all about. Now is the part of our show where we give a quick tip for parents. Today's quick tip is courtesy of Robin in Kentucky. And Robin writes this, draw a T. And she wrote in with a capital letter T. All day long, we make choices to go left, following our fleshly desires, which lead to discipline, or we can choose to go to the right, obeying the Lord and going toward blessing. I have a drawing of a path on the fridge, and every time my kids, mostly my three-year-old, is tempted with basically any sin, I go to the drawing and point to where he is on the path. He's at the intersection. I remind him that the way that seems right to him leads to discipline, and the other way God's way, the right way, leads to blessing. And I tailor each of these explanations with the specifics of the moment. I have used cars and trains on the path, Lego men, his sister's dolls, anything. Acting out the two choices has revolutionized how he understands his choice, discipline, and blessing. It's also wonderful because that is how I explain repentance. He was going left toward pain, and he turned around to go the opposite way toward blessing. Okay, mm, this this is one of my favorite parenting quick tips. I Visuals agree. are just so incredibly mm-hmm. helpful for young children. So this one is just brilliant for helping them stop and think about the choices they're making before they make them. And in turn, the consequences or the blessings they're choosing. It encourages them to think before they act, which is always wise, no matter how old we are. Robin, I think mm. I'm going to put a T on my fridge. Yes, I love, I just absolutely love this idea too, Ginger. Mm -hmm. And I think incorporating that maybe with lassoing our thoughts, like some kind of cowboy rodeo, you could, you could combine these two things together and really have some fun with Mm -hmm. your kids as you're teaching them. Yeah. If you have a quick tip for our show, we would love to hear from you. It can be any random tip about cooking, housekeeping, something you do with your kids, ideas for fun date nights with your spouse, anything at all. We would love to share your ideas on the podcast. Just go to genderhubbard.com slash quick tips to submit those. Ginger, for those parents who have tuned in today who are just really struggling helping their kids overcome their sinful anger, can you please leave them with a final word of encouragement? Sure. When parents are willing to model self-control and respond to anger with a heart-oriented biblical approach, they are more likely to raise anger-free, emotionally healthy children who honor God with their lives. So let's do all that we can to help our children with their struggles with anger by pointing them to the truths of God's Word and the transformational power of Christ. Thank you so much, Ginger, and thank you listeners for joining us today. 
If you enjoyed our show and want to hear more, please subscribe to our podcast wherever it is that you're listening. And while you're there, we would love for you to leave us a rating or a review. This is a huge help to us to get the word out about our podcast so that other parents can be encouraged to reach the hearts of their children. Do you have a parenting question? Well, we invite you to submit it at gingerhubbard.com slash askginger, and we'll do our best to answer it in a future episode. And while you're on the website, you can find our show notes, which will include links to anything we mentioned in today's episode. While you're on gingerhubbard.com, you can find Ginger's wonderful resources that will help you get to the heart of outward behavior and address it from a biblical perspective. Today, we're offering Ginger's Wise Words for Moms chart bundle deal at a 10% discount. This is a buy three, get a fourth chart free deal for only $15. And if you use the code parenting at gingerhubbard.com, you can get an additional 10% off this already great deal. The Wise Words for Moms chart is a great gift for baby showers and dedications, or if you just would love to bless your mommy friends who are also wanting to reach the hearts of their children. If you'd like daily encouragement and parenting advice from Ginger, be sure to follow her on Instagram at ginger.hubbard. And you can connect with me on Instagram at Katie in a Corner. That's K-A-T-Y in a Corner. Thank you so much for joining us today, listeners. We look forward to being with you again next week. Until then, may God bless you as you seek to reach the hearts of your children for the glory of God.